The City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 280 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're back. We're live. We're doing our thing. Bam is back in the house. Tony is back on. Araceli's doing the good work, so she is out for a little while. But she's probably going to visit you in the comments today. That's how we play this. Uh, yeah, we got our first loss. We're going to cover that, even though it really didn't feel like much of a loss at the end of the day because we're still alive and others are not. We'll talk about those guys, too. Uh, we'll cover a preview to Seattle. We'll talk about some community news since it's, yeah, that's right, viewing party season. Uh, there's a lot going on today. So let's jump right into it. Tony, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty well. Um, just chugging along, you know, especially from that loss, which, again, what we did move on, but it still felt like a loss, and the players felt the same way. So we'll break that down. But overall, doing pretty well. Excited for Seattle and excited just to almost get to 320 more episodes. Almost there. Another another milestone. Here we go. Bam, how are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Um, missed the game yesterday due to being at work and having the 1.30 p.m. kickoff, which going back, seeing some of the highlights, kind of glad I missed it because that way I didn't have to watch what happened. But, you know, it's going to be a busy week next week for me, but we'll get into that a bit later on. Yeah, we'll definitely cover it. He's got some good reasons to be busy next week, so that's going to be fun to talk about. All right, let's just get right into the mix. Uh, we're not going to worry about anything breaking because the only thing breaking is the actual football, right? That's what we want to talk about. So let's jump into LAFC versus uh, Liga Deportivo Alahuense. I'll never say that right. Alahuense. There we go. Um Bye, guys. I'll start off with that one. They're done. But they'd made it really complicated for us. It was a little bit a little bit wild. And in truth, I'll say this. I blame us more than I blame them for the way this game played itself out. We made it complicated for ourselves. Tony, did you want to cover the uh, highlights? You want me to jump into it? I'll jump into it, honestly, because I have choice words to do it. And I'd rather just you break it down with your football knowledge. For you. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. So let's just break it down. It looked like we were fine. Things were kicking off. Yes, they pressed us a little bit as they needed to because they needed to find a way to score three against us. For some reason, we entered the game thinking somehow we had to smash these dudes, even though we had a three-goal lead in a two-game series. And so we obliged. We decided to play a bit of a foot race, a back and forth of the team that we didn't really need to play a back and forth with. And uh, in the eighth minute, as we mentioned on this show, let's hope we don't get a red card or a penalty early. Uh, guess what? We got a penalty early and a yellow card. So at least that's a little better than our worst case scenario. But we still ended up with a penalty. Basically, this one was a hand, uh, basically handball call against uh, uh, Chiellini. He basically kicked his leg out, but then put his hand just above his thigh. Old school, I guess. Um, if his hand wasn't there, it definitely it was a straight on shot, uh, on our keeper and he deflected it away. Bang, bang play. To be honest, live, it didn't look like much, but on the replay, which we didn't get the benefit of seeing in the stadium because CONCACAF was running the show. 
it was a penalty. I don't think there's any more to say about it. His hand is in, in an irregular or outside position, not protected at all. Um, and it benefited from the deflection, right? He did. Uh, and so the ref really didn't have a choice on this one. Once went to VAR, they're going to call this thing. I know it's eighth, eighth minute, but it is what it is. I'll throw it to you on this one, Tony. Agree or disagree? Was this a legitimate call? Uh, <laughs> I feel like if you're going to call this, then call the other one that's coming up soon, later on in the game because I – We'll just start it off the officiating, which is bad. So I don't think it should yeah. have been a, yellow, yeah. a a car uh, a call at all. It took forever for VAR to do it, but I felt it was also again Concacaf gonna Concacaf. So let's make it interesting to give the team this fairy tale way back into it. And again, it took too long. It took too yeah, long for a VR. Uh, again, it's either it's a you go to VAR or you don't. There's not this five minute gap that we had where we were just like me and uh casey were just like are they calling var what the hell are they doing i'm like i have no idea there was no no headset no nothing it was just them stuck there in the moment until finally we got the va call the var call and then it, how long did that took a couple seconds to say yep that's a handball let's go give him a yellow and it showed yeah. also how much class Kalini had too. When he took the L, he's like, he understood. He didn't fight. He's like, okay, this is what you're giving me. Fine. I'll take the class and respect the referee, the officiating, but it shouldn't have been. Yeah. I, I still do believe that it was. Seeing what happened against Austin and other calls in this tournament, they've been calling it real tight on the handball, right? Uh, it, it just seemed to be the way it was going to fall. Um, I was not remotely surprised it got called. Um, I was mad in the moment, but at the end of the day, looking at Chiellini's reaction, he knew he got caught. I mean, I, I think that that's where it goes. Now, moving forward into the match, we held the run of play. We definitely did. We dominated this game. There was no question. We should have been up by a, at least a few goals in the first half. Uh, no question about it. For some reason, though, uh, the boots weren't on right today. Um, easy misses opportunities lost a poker didn't seem to be dialed in at all in this game so from his side it wasn't what we were expecting uh buku does great runs good attacks the final thing just isn't there we seem to have a real corner on the market when it's highly skilled wingers who can't finish we we, we dial in on this thing and this is another case where where he's falling into that into that area let's hope it gets better for him he's young but it was a little scary to see it uh we they get out of the half maintain the one nothing lead uh tony you said you had a few controversial moments you wanted to talk about in that first half as well but really missed opportunities for us was the name of the game for the first half mm -hmm. it, it was like I said, the officiation was hor horrendous honestly it was yes we bashed the the officiating a lot but when you slide tackle with both feet and there's a no call and injured and you don't call anything that's when i knew moving forward what we were going to get with this referee you know what i mean and it was just yeah it was just it was so horrendous again did we 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 came out flat 100 percent. so i can't blame the referee the, the officiating for that and we took them lightly like it was gonna be a walk in the park but when you have calls like that and the way we started 
I'm surprised that they didn't give him something else more moving forward. Like we were down like two by the end of the half. I was honestly waiting for a second yellow on Chiellini. I, I felt like he played an entire game on eggshells after that first yellow card in this first half. It felt the same way. There's certain ways he approaches things and he was definitely taking a measured approach to things um, because yeah, you're, you're on it. I thought for sure he'd be the guy to come out at some point because of the yellow card situation. He wasn't, we'll talk about what happens in the second half because it doesn't get any better for us in the second half. Uh, but yes, the other things that drove me crazy were, were the inconsistent calls for for playing the ball on right if you're on a break let the break go and it seemed like there were multiple incidents where he oh i'm quick on the i'm quick on the whistle for this and it seemed to always go against us on these moments so it was really annoying uh but that was what the first half brought us is is basically down 1-0 yeah we're still cool we can still survive but we don't want to lose in our own house and we were pushing like crazy because we didn't want to lose in our own house second half comes around we move in again, push again, push a little bit too much. In this case, both center backs, for some reason, decided that they both needed to push up on a play, and they catch us on a counterattack. And in this counterattack, oh, yeah, seven minutes past the, the half. Hmm, seems to be an issue in this game for us. Uh, they get a break on us. And the last line of defense, I kid you not, when it finally fell apart, was Carlos Vela. Are you kidding me? We had, it was Ilie, Vela, and Palacios were the guys that were back on the play. Wait, what is going on here? Again, you have to lose 3 nothing to even go to extra time in this tournament, right? Because you have a great lead, and you're pinching that hard? Bizarre to me. And, of course, they get through. A couple deflections happen. Shot on McCarthy. He gives a fat rebound, terrible rebound. Uh, it, he pays the price for it, then takes a minor head injury, apparently. Uh, and we end up down 2-0, now wondering what in the heck are we doing? Everybody looking at everybody. Very confusing situation for us. To me, it's baffling tactically to be in this situation when all you had to do was walk off the field. Lose one nothing. who cares? You've moved on. Instead, we're playing this brutal game with these guys, really getting getting stuck in we're desperate to get that goal, bringing in starters, right? You see the substitutions in this, and now we're in a real rough situation where, hey, you could lose this thing. You could blow this right now. And now we have to do something because you got to end it. You got to end the pressure. So keeps going. Again, not getting the calls. Finally, way down the line, after pressure, 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 and giving up opportunities, Carlos Vela comes through and gets a great pass through. Kind of a deflected play, right? With Cifuentes bringing one into the middle really hard. Uh, it bounces this time to our benefit. Uh, and Vela waits out the goalkeeper and easily slots one in with his left foot. At least easy for him, not for us. Uh, and puts it away. Does the, does what's needed. At this point, there can't be a penalty situation. There can't be, you know, they have to then beat us four to ones straight up to get through this. And not a lot of time left. And now they're chasing. Now, you would think... Maybe we time waste at this point. No, we're still going back and forth, playing playing uh, amped up football, back and forth, crazy. Third game in what eleven days or whatever, uh, and we're 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 going again. Um, and we get through it, we survive it. We lose two to one. Again, it's an embarrassing scoreline in our own house. It's not something we do. 
but also we get into a situation where we're, we've now got starters getting burned that we didn't want to burn in the first place for a game that you could have walked off the field with zero zero and nobody says otherwise. Nobody happy, everybody leaving. At least we got on to the next round. Uh, I'll throw this to you, Bam, since I know you didn't get to watch the whole thing, but you see the results and how things worked out. Impressions, sir? Um, I just had for what what you guys talked about, all the results, it's like we rocked up knowing that we've already won. Yeah. We, sh- yeah. we should have walked in there to act like we were down 1-0. Um, just having a look at this ref and just for because you know, like going into details for refs and all that kind of stuff. He's over his career, he's done 205 matches, 831 yellows in those 205 matches. <laughs> he had four yellows in this one, 55 reds. Dang. So he is, and he's given 64 penalties. But he likes those things. Yeah. It's a lot. Like just looking at, looking at that and you sit there and go, fair enough. And if you just go look at his um, CONCACAF Champions League, he's done four matches with 10 yellows. <laughs> so this is how he holds his discipline. Now, mind you, they had 16 fouls against. We had six in this game. I mean, yeah, you see he's blowing the whistle, but he's blowing the whistle inconsistently. Um, kind of clueless. Uh, the other thing that you got to look out for this game, if you really want to play it, we had 26 shots, only eight on goal. They had 12 shots, seven on goal. It's us missing opportunities, and I looked at our wingers in this case. What is going on out there, guys? Um, it's the kids, right? It's the kids in most of it. Bella missed a few, too. Uh, but a little bit wasteful. I, I, you can't help but feel like a thought, well, another one's coming. No pressure. Another one's coming. And then we got ourselves into a shootout situation and went, oh, man, wait a minute. These guys are playing. They didn't lay down. They didn't give up. They're playing for something. And we almost got burned for it. Quite, quite literally almost threw this one away. Um, and, risked, and risked players we didn't need to risk in this game. When he could have just made this a boring get the heck out of there kind of game. Again, we didn't have to attack at the end of the day. And that's what drives me crazy. This is a, this is a, a home and home series, total goals, away goals. Okay. You didn't have to get into a shootout. You could have sucked them in and then killed them on the counter and be done with it. And instead we, we decided to want to dictate and press and press and press and press and caught us twice. It just, if you do this again against Atlas, I guarantee you our tournament is over. If this was Atlas and you played like that, tournament over. It's done. You got to show more respect to the opponent. And for the situation, just be situational awareness. It just threw me off this game. It's nice and entertaining, but at the end of the end of the day, you want to win a tournament on a busy schedule and keep guys healthy. And what we did in this match was the exact opposite of what you want to do. It's nice to move on, but there's a cost you shouldn't be paying. That's my vibe. Tony, your thoughts? Um, besides, uh, we'll go with the hype. One of the high points that I did love was they shouldn't have done it. I don't know who did it, 
you're an idiot for doing it, threw a beer can at the go- at the goalkeeper. But the good part, the funny part that I laughed about it was Vela literally yelling at the keeper, Mike, see, oh, isn't it so funny? What happened last time, you know, when he was getting, he's like, oh, now it's okay. Now you want to fight this. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh, who's like, she, you know, she was on the other foot. But overall, like, I understand we wanted to, we wanted to make sure to win and we wanted to, you know, secure the win and get the goal and play our style of football, which is fine. But with this, it's like we already have a game in Seattle. We we don't have that many players. We don't have Hollingshead. And granted, if we did have Hollingshead, I think the game would have been a little bit different because of of him being on the right. Again, youth still still there is a good learning experience. We can move on from this. But we're on to the next round. Learn from these mistakes and let's continue the streak of winning and moving forward. Because we don't know what ref we're going to get. We don't know what how they're going to be. And we might not get so lucky that we come back from a, that we have this nice little, you know, cushion to make mistakes like this. Well, I mean, next one's Vancouver, right, Bam? Yeah, our next team we're playing is Vancouver, who had a very convincing win. Yeah. Yeah. They did, and we play terrible in Vancouver. We have a history of this, right? I mean, we do have a huge history of, of issues when we go up up there. So, um, yes, it's an MLS side. Yes, they're not the strongest they've been, but they're still in the show. They feel still found a way in this tournament. And yeah, they're, this is their primary focus. Let's be real; they know their league, their league tendencies. <clears throat> this is their big show. So we got it. We got to dial it in for that one, and we have to dial it in the, for this weekend. Right on to the next is what we call this episode for a reason because we really have to look on to the next. We don't have time to sit and dwell of what needs to be better, what doesn't. We just say it as is, and they got to get ready. They got to get on a plane and go fix it on the fly, right? Um, and see how we do in Seattle. I know. Not going to get easy. Uh, before we get into that, and the community news, definitely want to get it from you guys. Get your reactions on this thing. Uh, critical for the moment. Let's see where you guys are at, where your heads are at. If you got anything else you want to add in, please do, guys. Again, always join the conversation. We love what you guys have to say. This is your show. You've always known that. All right, let's see who's on there. Jibble is in the mix. We got Jose Bernal. There he goes. Um, Jose Bernal, we let the game go yeah pretty much i see ox on here leonardo is on here as well uh lafc wolf nice man good seeing you on here uh jose bernal says in mexico we say goal uh bernado goal and and tratado. Well, messed that up my best translation uh will be goal missed goal against which yeah it is and we were kind of expecting that we, we were playing in their in their stadium as we were missing opportunities in this case it, it happened to us at home so uh yeah jose bernal you are you are correct on that you miss your chances you're going to get burned and then when you kind of overcommit for it you get burned even more uh i love this from leonardo and honestly we had a little bit of concern about this not anymore uh, down goes Pachuca and Chicho Arango. Yeah, his story is done. Okay. Um, 
Others have fallen that weren't expected to fall, but there's still some big dogs to deal with. If we get through Vancouver, it's the winner between, I believe, Philly and Atlas for the next game for us. It ain't easy for either one. You got one with revenge on their minds and one that that you go play in their house, you're going to have trouble. Um, a nice trip to Guadalajara, which I know a lot of you want it, want that to be the team because you can go down to Guadalajara. And I can't blame you for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but those are big dogs. That's a different story with those two teams. Right? And so that's down the line. At least Pachuco's off the list. <laughs> one less to worry about. And I'll take that. Uh, Jose Bernal, team lay so many good chances. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, lost on youth. I think, honestly, the edge wasn't there in this game. They they knew they, they knew it. They felt it like it was already done. Um, you could kind of tell. Mindset just seemed off for the day. The approach didn't seem as physical as it should have been. Um, yeah, yeah. Leonardo says Buick will get better. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. He just needs to play it out, to be honest. Um, we know we can still we can see the skill set that he has and his runs have been good. Um, I'm good with the runs he makes. Sometimes he doesn't follow through on certain plays when he should um, kind of the killer instinct thing. Um, but yeah, it's still wasteful. I like what small says about it. He says Buick didn't go full B rod, but he got close. There were moments there, man. But you know what? Buick doesn't give up um b-rod there were times where he wouldn't get stuck in but buke does get stuck in um he wants it the hunger's right he's young though you could tell right he's a kid definitely uh gerardo rios we can say that they missed easy chances in the first half but why we get chances we get into good positions but i could not get the ball on target to save their life i just don't know why i think focus man it's focus they're just it just has ah, an odd day an odd day for sure. Um, and yes, Conca calf rest. I agree with you on the Conca calf rest statement, but you know what? It's not like this has ever been a surprise to anyone or it's any new trend. This has always been Conca calf. It will never change. This is Conca calf. This is why we have a, some, such a complicated region. People do not understand how hard it is to do things in this region because the little guy always seems to get the benefit. It just does. It's not intentional. I don't think it's just the way it plays itself out. It's it's just the way it is. Um, Jose Bernal says, the calls of the referee affected more of the morale of the team. And I will say this, if you let the ref get in your head, that's a weakness. We can't let that happen. They can't let, I don't, I don't honestly, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the case for them. Um, it's just us not finishing. <laughs> and then, again, approaching it a little bit in an odd way when you have a 3-0 lead. So, yeah. Uh, Araceli in the mix, he says, Hey, guys, the game was stressful to watch. We lost the battle but won the war. Exactly. Exactly. A loss turns out to a win. That's what it was. Uh, Harada Rios also mentioning McCarthy said the rebound was nasty. Hate to bend the goalkeeper for a goal, but that was bad. No, that's on him. He'd be the first to tell you. Uh, it wasn't a good save on his part. It wasn't. Um, I don't, he's not the kind of guy to shy away from it. Um, but these happen, these things happen. Uh, and yes, his save, he redeemed himself. That was a great shot across the, across the goal that he had to deal with. And let's give credit to the goalkeeper for, from uh, Alawense as well. That, that was, uh, yeah, he had some big ones. That header that he stopped, I believe it was from Vela. Stellar. Uh, he had one heck of a game. Give him credit. 
That's for sure. Uh, Gerardo Rios also says, we already dropped the ball, missing all the chances because we had to, to work that much harder throughout the rest of the game like we've had a lot of times between the games. Yep. Uh, let's see. Edgar Sanchez. I was always taught as a keeper, you're going to punch the ball, never punch forward or in front goal, always away. Same here as a kid is is just, you know, if you if you can't handle it, then then get it far away from you. I mean, that, that would be the, or get it out of bounds, right? That would be the, the the hope in this case. Again, I think he was caught off guard on the breakaway, bad positioning. Not I, no, he's positioned right, but um, just bang bang play. He didn't get it right. It happens. It definitely happens. Uh, but you know, allowing breaks like that in a game where you have the the global lead is just I don't get it. Um, this is one that I do want to mention. Thank you, Mark, for saying this. Long look the worst on the pitch. I hope he turns it around. He was basically on that goal when the McCarthy turned over, walking back. He was at the top of the box watching the play develop instead of trying to rush to line, which you would expect the center back to do. Um, now he's watching the game at that point, which probably means well, that's why he got subbed, right? Um, but yeah, he didn't look good on the day. Uh, there was there was something missing there, that's for sure. Um, and I'm sure they will rebound, but yeah, it wasn't a good look for either center back on that play. Yeah. Again, I'm annoyed, <laughs> very much annoyed. So there we go. Thank you guys for the comments. Let's move it on forward. Thank you guys. Uh, again, add on more. We'll, we'll hit you guys up pretty soon again. Of course, I think it's that time to, uh, transition on to community news because again, it's viewing party season. We're back in the mix and we're all, most of us back home, except for the 150 or so that are heading up to Seattle, which means a lot of viewing parties and all of us being around. So yeah, that's the time. So let's get into community news. Tony, how are you doing? Let's do this, man. Let's go. Like I said, viewing party season is in. So I have viewing parties all over Los Angeles. If you can make it to any of these, we'll start off with, of course, crew is like I mentioned last episode, Crew is at um, Angry Horse again at 1 p.m. Um, the address is 603 West Whittier Boulevard in Montebello, California, 90640. Um, as well as ourselves, Black Army, we're going to be at Progressive Brewing. Doors open at 12. Kickoff starts at 1. We have an Asian-themed food at, by uh, Chong, Cho Chu, Chu Down Kitchen. The address is 9624 El Poche Street, South El Monte, California, uh, 91733. Um, TSG is going to be back at uh, Beer Gardens at uh, 201 Northwestern Avenue, Los Angeles, California. The Offsiders are going to be at King's Row Gastropub at 20 East Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. Luckies are going to be at Church, which is the House of Football, at 4908. York Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. D9U will be at the clubhouse at their clubhouse, 4466 Chandler Boulevard, North Cal North North uh, Hollywood, California, 91601. Empire Boys are going to be at Lake House Trading Company Saloon and Injury at 3616 University Avenue, Riverside. Expos with LAFC viewing party. And the official one is going to be at Distro Cartorce, 1837 East 1st Street, Los Angeles, California, 933. And then finally, 
inland element is going to be at Mi Lindo Apatzin. Words are hard. <laughs> um, at 10 529 Whole Avenue, Riverside. There we go. So two two wing parties in Riverside. Check that out. Going as far as you can there. Uh, that's pretty good. Both on Element and Empire Boys going way out east. Uh, good on you guys. Um, I will be at the Black Army viewing party, as will Tony. Uh, Bam will be hosting his own viewing party somewhere in Australia. Uh, yeah, it's a it seven a.m. Yeah. kickoff, so I'll probably be laying in bed watching it still. So. So Bam will be having... at his bedroom in Australia in Melbourne. Doors open at I don't know what time. Just bring a nice glass of wine and uh, some silk. Yep. <laughs> what would breakfast in bed be like in Australia? I'm just gonna ask because it sounds like it's the situation is upon us here. Uh, bacon, eggs, toast with Vegemite on it. Um... Maybe some breakfast beers. Nothing you can't go wrong with breakfast beers. Oh, yes. Tim Tams? That sounds Tim Tams? good. Tim Tams? That's a dessert, nah, t- right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's a coffee after. And no minties. I hope not. No, no, no. Not till later on in the day. Yeah, too early for that stuff. But veg uh, legit Vegemite. Vegemite. You have Vegemite in your home. He does. <laughs> he's going to bring it. Watch. Yeah, he does have the Vegemite. Now. See, I called him out on the Vegemite, and now he's going to show you guys. It's real, people. It's real. It sounds dangerous to me. I, not like something I'm going to want to try, but Bam will show you he's got it. All as, right. Uh, as he goes for that, let's go into the Black and Gold Vinyl Club. Vinyl Club Minute. Oh, yes. And... There it is. Vegemite is in the house. Wow. There it is. Be be honest, trying not to have it. I'm just joking. Can you explain the flavor of Vegemite? Is there anything like it? Salty. 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 It's like brewer's yeast, right? Like it's. it's... Yeah. It's it's what's left over from brewing beer. It gets turned into a spread that's high in vitamin B. And it's just. There it is. It helps him get up to watch the game. See, he'll be dialed in because he's had his Vegemite. His review for this match will be stellar. Stellar. Can so, you get good drunk off stuff. Vegemite? No. Dude, I mean, we're talking about Vegemite, and then we're talking about the Vinyl Club Minute. And no, we're not going to talk about any songs that include Vegemite. We're just not. Yeah. We're not yeah. feeling that time today. In fact, Bam's going to tell you which one we are feeling because, in truth, Knowing what Seattle's going to do up there, you have the floor, sir. Tell them what's going on, man. Well, Joseph brought up before we got into the podcast, Seattle are going to be wearing their Bruce Lee kit this weekend. Yeah. So, going to see that that beautiful, beautiful kit. And it is a beautiful kit. We can't hate on that kit. Now, the moment Joseph said that, light bulb went off on what to do for the Vinyl Club. So for the Vinyl Club, we're going back to 1974. This song peaked at number one in Australia. Song peaked at number one in Canada. Song peaked at number one in the US on the billboards, disco singles. Um, 
and a few other ones. It was also number one in West Germany as well. We are going with the classic Carl Douglas song, Kung Fu Fighting, from 1974. Which does fit the game plan of the Seattle Sounders whenever they do play the Los Angeles Football Club, right? They do. It, it, it is. It's it, 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 it always a fight, and they bring out the Bruce Lee, so we're bringing out the Kung Fu Fighting to go with it. Dude, that song is amazing and a perfect fit for this match. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. And if you're not hearing it in your head right now, I, I mean, I could play it for you, but just find it yourself. It's on Apple, you know, iTunes, like where you can find the podcast. It's there. You'll find it. It's good. Well done, sir. Well done. Dig it. All right. I guess it's time to transition to the preview. Yeah, that's right. We're playing those guys again. I will say this before we get into this deep. Hats off to Apple TV and their MLS coverage. Go check out both the LAFC feed and the Seattle Sounders feed. They went pretty heavy in the preview for this match, and it's only Thursday. Right? It's really good. We've got interviews from both sides. Mario gives a really good interview uh, about what to expect. It's good. It's real good. Um, and even a preview with the jerseys. You already know what the colors are going to be. I dig it. You guys, it, it's it's proper. So let's get into this stuff. LAC Seattle Sounders. Right now, if you look at the Western Conference, first place right now, St. Louis City SC. It's a lot of words, people. Um, perfect record, three games in. LAFC sitting in second place with only two games played because you can get the stomp on, on Carson on day one. Um, six points after two. So, yes, we're perfect. Right behind us, though, is, that's right, the Seattle Sounders. 2-0-1. Uh, they just dropped their first match of the season in Cincinnati, their first away day. Um, didn't go so well, and we'll cover that. Basically, they're plus five in terms of goals. Uh, we're plus five as well with one less game. So for them, it's a big deal. For us, it's a big deal. They want to pass us in the standings, and this is a good chance for them to do so and really make a statement against the defending champions. Go watch go watch the audio from them. Uh, that is where they're coming at it. They're also looking at us as, as, as kind of bait. Uh, why? Because we've played four games in two weeks. Um, I think that's what we're – yes, four games in two weeks. So they're figuring our legs might be a little bit wasted. Um, seeing how we played what we played against Salah Wednesday, uh, they might be right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but that's where they're at as they see an opening. Now, like I said, they lost 1-0 to Cincinnati. Before that, they played Salt Lake and won 2-0. Um, and then 4 nothing on their home opener against Colorado. I happen to be dumb enough to watch that game. Um, I'll just tell you this. That was more of a Colorado <laughs> derailing uh, than a Seattle Sounders domination. Um, really, that, that, that was all bad news for Colorado. They had every bad bounce you could ever imagine in a match. They suffered in that game, and that's why the score was the way it was. Salt Lake, let's be honest, they're in rebuilding mode. So we are really the first big challenge outside of Cincinnati who has retooled their side to be very competitive this year. So that is where it's at. Now, in terms of the match against Cincinnati, the only goal that they gave up, yes, their first goal against this season, real talk, 
was a turnover in their own half due to a very active press from Cincinnati. And uh, the turnover cost them heavily, which also we could bring up the way they're approaching the game. Seattle seems to be much more methodical in possession than we're used to. Uh, this is something new for them in the way they approach the game because, honestly, their their rosters are a lot stronger now, um, and they feel more comfortable with the ball knowing who they have in their lineup, which we'll cover as well. Um, I will throw this over to you, Tony. Who stands out? I know we always talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, what do you think, sir? Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly for these guys. Um, again, it's always seattle it's uh as much as they don't think we're a rivalry game we have history up there again we have like history that you know diego rossi scored the first goal against the sounders in the 11th minute so um but the people we always have to watch on rolled on with his mystery fouls that he gives somehow if you know what i'm talking about go back and look at the oh, yeah. you'll see the mystery foul um jordan morris of course and uh jackson uh Ragan. those are the ones that i think are the most com- competent ones of of going moving forward again seattle is coming back from a very tough season last year they did win champions league and then after that they couldn't find their footing moving forward and they made like both as we said both cassadian teams missed the miss the playoffs which is the first in a while especially i know seattle hurt with that so i know they want a a vengeance this is also a battle for first place so it's going to be even more brutal i know it's early in the season but these points matter more moving forward and how we do again the the ugly tired legs we just put we just traveled multiple times to costa rica back to la stayed in la midday game and now on a saturday turnaround we have to get ready for them so expect a lot of Unfamiliar facing starting. There's a reason why Keelini played a full 90 minutes because we were not going to play him on that turf. So defense is going to be very, very suspect this game coming up game. Yeah, going to be tough. That's for sure. Um, I will say this. Another thing that you got to think for ugly for us, their attacking players are already gelling. Uh, they are producing and it's the names you would expect. Okay, their current leading scorer is Jordan Morris. Three goals, three games. Yeah, on top of that, he has an assist already. So he's already flying. Uh, Bear, two games, two goals, limited minutes in both games, but he still has two goals. And then Kristan Roldan, who you know the injuries with him, that's gone now. He's back full time. Uh, he's already got a goal this season. You're like, well, what about the other names like Rui Diaz? Well, Rui Diaz is getting limited minutes, but he's still featuring. And he cost them a red, he cost uh, Cincinnati a red card in their match, right? Because he almost had a breakaway and he had to be taken out. Um, They had to take him down. So he's already effective. He's getting limited minutes because, again, he's moving back in after a long injury, but he's there and he's effective. yeah, uh, you look at the assists. Roldan has two assists already. Three games, two assists. Right into what they do best. Uh, biggest name for me that changes everything for them and how they approach it and really did cost them last season by not having him has to be Jao Paulo. Jao Paulo is the story to me. He gels. He does everything for them. He's kind of our, our Elie, right? Okay. Except 
there's more offensive production from him as well. He usually takes the corner kicks and just he's all over the place. Um, adding in also, they brought in Rusnak into the mix too. Uh, this team is pretty solid. Now, looking at their lineup, the last two games, Stefan Fry was back in goal. Mr. Consistent does not change. Back line, consistent as well. You had Tolo on the left, uh, Reagan and Gomez as your center backs, and Roldan on the right. We've seen this before. There's not a surprise to anyone. Uh, the Seattle way. Their two deep-lying midfielders were Jao Paulo and Rusnak for the last two games. Expect to see that again. It's effective for them. Their central attacking mid would be Ladero. Again, he's popped to assist already. Get ready for trouble with him. He's ready to go. His comments about us were really interesting, so check that on Apple TV as well. Um, and he was talking about our tired legs. He didn't mention it, um, but that, you know, the rivalry is there. It is real, and they respect us. Their coach said the same thing as well. Uh, rolled, the other rolled on, of course, will be your, your, your right outside midfielder, Morris left outside mid. But you know those guys bomb forward a lot. Um, expected. Top is going to be interesting. They have three choices now, three effective choices now. Montero started the last game. The game before that was Aver, but they also have Rui Diaz in the mix as a late substitution. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, hey, Bear's out with a hamstring in its strain. That's why he's out. Play last game. So it's between Montero and Rui Diaz. Yep. And Rui Diaz wasn't on the bench for the first game, but was on the bench for the second and third game. Um, mm -hmm. the only, the only difference in the same lineup for all three games was Herbert out and Montero in for the last game. That's the only change yeah. for the whole season. Yeah. I mean, it's a striker situation. What do they want to go with? I think if we were all predicting things and, and, and you could throw it in there, uh, probably going to be Montero with a Rui Diaz substitution. If we're going to put money on it, that's yeah. probably well, what we're going to see. Yeah. yeah. It, it, in the last game with the one that lost to Cincinnati, Rudias came on in the 58th minute for Montero. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked unless they decide to flip it. But either one of those guys have hurt us. Like we've had problems with both of those guys. Um, no matter what kit Montero wears, uh, <laughs> he is who he is. Uh, and, and he's been a thorn in our side and we know Rui Diaz is always a thorn in our side. So, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever poison we pick in this one, it's something that we've historically had trouble with. Uh, we just, you know, we'd, we'd have to expect it. Tony, your predictions, who gets the start between those two? Um, sorry, I spaced out for a second. Um, <laughs> not, uh, I apologize like that. I'm just kind of like not all oh, here. So. The, so the Montero versus, uh, Rui Diaz, man, what do you think? Um, I would say Rui Diaz, to be honest, because he's, he's finally going to get his start. Yeah, he knows us. So why not yeah. use that against us? There we go. Um, other names to think about for the way they approach the game. Kellen Rowe, probably going to get time left back option, especially the way we play. I, I can't expect Tolo to last the whole game, so I, I expect something there. Um, Leo Chu has gotten minutes. For Jao Paulo, again, Jao Paulo is coming back from a long-term injury. Don't expect the full 90 from him. Um, Joshua Atencio is also one you might actually see come in. Young lad, 
been effective since they've brought him up. Um, also, uh, I think that those are really the subs we've seen in their games. I mean, it, it, that, that's who they bring in. So going to be interesting to see how they approach it. Like I said, the last few games, since the beginning of the season, they've played a much more possession-based approach to things. Um, rather than bombing it down the corners on you and, and hitting you on the counters, they seem to hold the ball a little bit longer these days. Yes, sir. I'm expecting Paulo to play a full game. So far in the three games, it was subbed off, played full 90, subbed off. So I expect him for the fourth game to play a full 90. Against us. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, we will see. I think we're going to run him. Honestly, I know our legs are tired, but I think we just naturally turn this into a foot race. There, I think they'll they'll move some subs around. That's for sure. Um, we'll see how it plays itself out. Also got to remember for, for Seattle, they also played in the club world cup. Um, their season started way before everybody else. <laughs> it did. Um, so they kind of know what, what to expect, right? They, they've, they, they're dialed in. They know what to do for us. It's the bigger story and where it's going to fall. Now talking about goal production again, we've got seven goals in two games. <laughs> I know that sounds bizarro. They've got six goals in three. In terms of goals against, again, they finally let their first goal in, and it was a turnover, a flub, okay? Uh, goal difference, we both are at five. Assists, we both have three. Things match up. Now, last year, we had a win and a tie against these guys. You know, I always say last season, throw it out the window. Their main players weren't available. Um, it was a busted season where they focused on winning CONCACAF, and they did. So uh, big goals, they got that. The rest, not so much, okay? So that is what to expect from them. The bigger question will be from us. What are we going to field? How is it going to look for this side? And, Bam, I'm going to throw that one to you and the look for LAFC, seeing how many games we played. What would you expect from our starting 11? I think we're going to put at the same side that started against New England. That's that's what I'm going to go with. So I'm going with obviously McCarthy and Gold, um, Palencia and Murillo, Long and Palacios in defense, Acosta, Ilya, um, Tillman. Actually, no, I'll probably go Sifu instead of Tillman. And then up top, Buick, Bonga, and Vela. I, I have a hard time disagreeing with you on this one. Um, I, I'll be honest, as much as people were dogging on Buke after this last match against Alan Huente, he was in position. He was making it happen. He was very much more dynamic than what Opoku was giving us in that game. I was a little disappointed. Not on the finishing with Opoku, but actual gameplay. Like I, I just something wasn't quite on for him in the game. So for me, I think Buke would be the guy that's more dialed in at this point. Um, to fit with the other two elder players. Um, I, I'm with you on that one. I think that that's what we'll see. Um, the midfield situation, yeah, I think Sifuentes, because we've, we've been limiting him a bit anyway, yeah, this is his game to go full on for the whole time. Yeah. Um, if he's and, healthy, he's going on. And Acosta was limited minutes, so he has yeah. to be that guy. Yeah. And you also, yeah. also look at it too is after this game, Palacios and Sifu are flying out of the U.S., so we're going to be missing them for a bit. Uh, you'll be missing sure. them for the Dallas game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we need it. We need those guys full on. So there is that situation as well. So 
good on you for that one. And Ilya is our constant. I just, yeah, I'm, it's hard seeing him not in the lineup, especially in this situation. Though Tillman can do. Like, we've seen it. He, he impresses me every time I see him play. He can function there. It's just how we feel. Now, I do I think he's going to sub in for Ilya at some point? You can pretty much guarantee one subs for the other, no matter who the starter is. Uh, that, I think, is your, your guaranteed substitution. Uh, Tony, looking at the midfield situation, who do you think is getting the start? Um, that's a constant, honestly. It's it's never really changing. It's always Acosta, Ilya, and Sifu until we sell Sifu, and then we have to figure that out. I It's hard to not disagree with that. <clears throat> that's That's our bread and butter that keeps the game flowing. You saw what happened when we didn't have – the that midfield it was kind of chaos like yes we did dominate the game but we didn't have the control that we needed to be to continue on our winning streak so it's hard it's hard to change it and it really is and and i wish i could be devil's advocate and just say like this and this is but we need that consistency we need that midfield consistency because our teams from the past five years that midfield has been our core, and when our core is not there, it's bad news for us. And we're playing a highly experienced team. You need you need the get, the go to guys um, against that lineup. That midfield is brutal for anyone to play against. I think Brian Schmetzer was correct when he said that this is really a team. This is a battle between the top two teams in the West. He threw it out there, and they asked him, "Is this a derby match?" And he laughed it off in a bit, and he goes, "No." It's not a Darby match. It's a competition between who should be the two top teams in this in this thing by the end of the year. And he didn't disrespect Cincy. He, he said they're going to finish high as well. But they're looking at us. We're the ones they're looking to topple. Because historically, it goes back and forth. They also mentioned our playoff history against them. They've eliminated us. Yeah, we've taken them down. It, it's, there's, there's history there. You know, there's a back and forth. And so the just, edge is there. Expect the edge. You need experience to win this day, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. We just got to war. We just got to. We just got to war with them. It's plain simple war. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, Joe Paulo. Oof, it's going to be a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's at at home, away. Just which ground it is. It's always a war on the pitch because we both yeah. know how good the other team is and can be. Every time, every time. Um, I think our back line is probably the one that's the most unstable, you could say, in terms of what's going to show up for this game. Again, we don't know where Hollingshead is physically right now. We just know that when he did go down, it looked ugly. Um, we don't know how close he is to being back because I think he's just listed as a day-to-day. Um, will he be ready? Will he not? I think no, uh, which puts, what, Palencia as your right back. Uh, Palacios as your left back, given, right? Um, it's the center back situation. The one guy I know for sure is going to be there is going to be Murillo. No way around it. It has to be Murillo. He looked fine in the matches we've seen. He always has been this season. He's been so strong. He will be the guy. It's Is it going to be long next to him? Are we looking for somebody new? Um, I think Chiellini, like you mentioned already, uh playing 90 tells us that he's not going on that turf for this week um is long trusted i think you know what maldonado is your other choice and i i don't think he's had the minutes to to warrant this type of a match 
Um, Tony, your thoughts on the center back pairing? Um, it has to be Maria. He was the energy in the game that what kept us back in. Um, mm -hmm. His partner, I'm going to say Maldonado. I, I just have to, you know what I mean? The... Maldonado? Yeah, I just, I feel like he's, we got to see what we have there. And like, I know it's, it's going to be a little sketchy, but we have to see what this kid's made for. And you know what I mean? And why not put him in the, one of the biggest stages and, and see how also Mario can captain this. I do like long, but I think after that performance, you kind of have to like, be like, yo, what happened? You know what I mean? And kind of check him. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think we're all looking a bit sideways <laughs> from his performance in the last match, but again, he's a national player, right? Um, he would be expected to bounce back from something like that and redeem himself. And this would be a fine match to do so. It's not like he hasn't played Seattle before, right? He's got a lot of experience against these guys. Uh, he's not shocked by what they're going to bring. Uh, does experience win the day? Does form win the day? I'll throw it to Bam. Center back, final thoughts. Center back, if Hollingshead is fit, I don't even see him starting. No. Um, I'm going to go with... Marilla's going to get the start to bounce back. And long. Killian's not going to even dress. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Yeah, you've got Maldonado there anyway. Um, I, I think he's still going to dress. I do think he's going to dress. as an emergency situation. But no way they want to play him. There's no way they want to play him in this. He's played too many minutes too close to this match. It's too much of a risk. It would have to definitely be an emergency situation. So goalkeeping, we don't even have to debate. We already know how this goes. It's McCarthy's world. Um, I expect him to bounce back from this last match. He had a flub, but he also redeemed himself well in a couple good saves. Um, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm not worried because everything else about his game has been strong. It was one off rebound simple as that all right so tony looking at you sir how do we know in this game what are you looking for in this match that tells us we're going to end up on the right side of things if we don't start one flat-footed two are the way how how the defense works and then it has to be the first attacking side of seattle if if it looks strong then i know we're on the right path to win this game if it starts off sketchy look what happened earlier in our last game we got we came down early and just it was hard to fight back and we're playing on turf so now the ball is going to bounce differently it's not going to bounce the same way it bounces on grass it's going to take these weird hits and again how is our our back line going to adjust for that and also be strong for that that's going to be my thought is that we're going to win this game and we're going to go well if the first 20 minutes and the first attacking with Seattle and the defense is strong, 100% we're going to go all. If it's shaky, it's literally going to be a toss-up, but most likely a loss. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Bam, I'll throw it to you, sir. The first 15 minutes will determine for me. That, that That's the first 15 minutes. If, if as Tony was saying, we're such shaky, we're going to cop a goal and that is what we're going to lose it from. 
if we come out firing, ready to go, like we do in the second half in 90% of our games, we're going to score. We're going to score early. We score early, we're just going to run away with it. We cop one early, we might be able to salvage a point. But it all comes nice. down to that first, that first 15 minutes. That is where well, it will make or break us. Right? Get through it. In this last match, we gave up a goal in the first seven minutes in both halves. That's old school LAFC trouble right there. Not, not what this squad's capable of. Um, I will say this. The wing play will decide this match. Right? So whoever's playing on the wings, if it's going to be Buanga and Buke, how they press in this game, how they put pressure on Tolo, namely Tolo, um, will decide this. If we don't give them time on ball in the back, we will hit. We will take this game. We will catch them. At the same time, if we over overdo it, overdo it with our overlap, and we allow Morris to get behind us, we're dead, we're dead in the water. So we have to limit time on ball with this team. We can't let them settle. This is what they're comfortable with. This is what they're shooting for this season. We have to disrupt that. If we can do that, if we can do that, and maybe Buke pops a goal or an assist in this game, I know where this game's going. It'll be ours. But if we get stuck in, we let them hold the ball for too long, um, especially their backs, we're going we're gonna to get picked apart in this game. That's going to be the story for me. I want to see where this press is at, especially seeing how Cincinnati found a way to solve that lineup. We, we got to take notes, you know, and if we can do that, we'll be fine. That's going to be it. Do I expect us to seed possession in this game? I do. We've done it before. Um, where where we where we we press in press in let them try to do it make it tight and then turn it over you know force a turnover I could see us doing that in this game but again the press is going to be the story are you gonna are you gonna limit their time on ball that's my that's my take um, all right let's throw this out to you guys I see about seven comments or so um, see where your heads are at um again thank you guys for always joining in the conversation it's it's beautiful to see and i love the activity so uh let me see here <laughs> michael's also bringing up the mia san mia yeah uh truth is he said missed you missed you at the reveal the buying presentation i was slated to be a part of that man but my plane got diverted flying into Tijuana due to fog. And then I got stuck on an odyssey in Hermosillo where the family and I were sleeping on the floor at the terminal because it wasn't even open yet. Um, and somehow, some way, uh, <laughs> left at 2.40 p.m. out of Hermosillo on game day and somehow made it by the second half. Miracle. Um, but missed the fun part before the game started. I know, man. I'm sure I can make it up at other times, but I did miss out on the fun. I'm happy that you made it, though, sir. That's cool stuff, man. Uh, Small says we're going for the takeout. Ah, you see that? 3-1. Ooh, we're going to get scored on in this game. It'd be a safe bet seeing the offense that they have that they might they might tack one on us. So uh, three would be fine. That requires finishing from um, uh, Buke or Opoku. So <laughs> one of them's got to do something in this game uh, to get that third goal. Jose Bernal is predicting a 1-1 against Seattle. I mean, 
really that historically sounds like something we would do against these guys so uh again we had a win in a tie last year we've got a history of drawing these dudes again they're always good battles uh jose bernal is predicting a tillman start and an Ilya sub to settle things out could happen could happen Daniel and Hill says, just tuning in to how I know we're going to be on the right track is if the outside backs can get involved offensively early. That, yeah, I mean, Palencia will. Um, I said Valencia. Uh, I don't know why I did that. Um, Palacios and Valencia. I, I think they will anyway, right? It's just, can they track it back when necessary and, and be respectful to their offense? Um, that's where they catch you. So it's going to be a real challenge for outside backs this game. It's a thinking man's game when you play Seattle. It always is, thanks to Brian Schmetzer and the way he approaches us. He always has something interesting. He puts a wrinkle into every approach. So should be good. Uh, Jose Bernal, this day golden. Of course, he's going to see us at the watch party. I will see you there, sir. Good stuff. Um, oh, mining in on this on, on the CCL from David Day. Um, he says he couldn't care less about Seattle right now. Our guys do, though. I mean, we got until April to worry about Vancouver, so we got time to think about other things. That's for sure. Um, I had first half of the show, you, you heard us. But uh, also, David always has mentioned the likes. That's right. Like the show. We need the love. Follow through. There it is. Um, good stuff. So those are the comments we see from you guys as well. I think it's the same thing as we know the outside game is going to be the story right? What's going to happen on the flanks for both sides is really going to determine this thing. I know we're voting Jao, the Jao Paulo conversation, but honestly, I have confidence in the center of our midfield to take care of business. I do. Uh, Ilya and Acosta can do a great job of nullifying what they can do with Rusnak and Jao Paulo. Different world now. Different teams now. They used to bully us, this team. But honestly, they're a little bit older now, and uh, we're a little bit younger now. With some experience added in, uh, I think we can handle these dudes. Even if we've got tired legs, I think we can handle these dudes. Um, it's just, again, if we if we play on game plan, that, that's the story. Um, final thoughts from you on this match? Uh, I'll go to Tony first. Um, I ex don't expect too much from our players this game. Again, we've been traveling. We have a lot of miles flying, playing. And everything so getting a point out of this would be great i want the win because i feel like we're we are the better team and again so as long as we are sturdy in the back and we come out with a tie out of this and and points to keep us in contestancy for first place i'll be happy with it i want the win though so that's my thoughts on it interesting interesting yeah i mean in this match to be real this many games in a short amount of time even a draw does feel like a win against a team like this in seattle i know that sounds funky coming from us right you're crazy lafc faithful um but i do mind the schedule i mind reality um a draw or win is what we're looking for of course we don't want to lose to these guys. Standings are important. Games are still going to be tight. Schedule is still going to be tight throughout this year. Again, a 60-game season is what we're looking at potentially. But we've shown we can on short rest get results. And so that gives me confidence. 
Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for the comments today. Well done, everybody. All right. So moving on. It's that time. I know we got there. It's where we get to say thank you to you guys, give our final comments, and get you all ready to go for the match in a few days from now. So final comments. I will actually start with Bam this time. Final thoughts, sir. Final thoughts. Um, first off, I want to shout out Cuervos. Um, I just seen a post that they put up. Uh, tomorrow night, they're going to be at Barney's Beanery in Burbank from 7 p.m. to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and their seven-year anniversary. So to the Cuervos, happy seven years for tomorrow. Um, with tomorrow being obviously St. Patrick's Day, remember everyone, drink responsibly, have fun, wear green. If you're going to the Cuervos party, go have fun. Um, go, cap, go catch up with mates. Text a mate, hey, let's go out and have some fun. Let's go out and enjoy yourself. Um, I'll actually be missing next episode again. Um, having a little staycation because... Thursday night, my time, I'm going to be partying, seeing Ice Cube, the game, and LAFC super fans, Cypress Hill, playing in my town. So I've got tickets to go see them. So after that, we, we booked a hotel for a couple nights in the city. So we'll be spending some time with just me and her enjoying ourselves. So are we missing the next game? Going to that. And then following that, a couple of nights later, I'm going to be going to see Australia v Ecuador where Palacios and Sifu have been selected to represent. So I can't go to LA. So LA is coming to me. That's just amazing. We just, you know, think about this before the season even started, we thought those guys were going to be gone. And now they're, they're stalwarts, right? They're, they're starters doing what they do best, helping us get through and possibly win a champions league um and now visiting you in australia i'll just ask the club hey rich bam's gonna be there can you put in a word i'm just saying maybe they can get an autograph on the road it would be kind of cool for him to get autographs from lafc players maybe maybe a photo op it's not too much to ask right seafood's game worn jersey you know just <laughs> dude you better wear your lafc gear that's all i'm saying well like, I'll, I'll be there yeah, be definitely wearing it to Cypress Hill on the Thursday night because that's this Thursday was the original show. Then they that sold out quickly, so they booked one the Wednesday night. So I'm seeing their second show in Melbourne. Hey, there you go, there you go. I wouldn't be surprised if they know you're going to be there too. Just saying, just have a thought on that one. Um, but good stuff, good stuff. Um, yeah, good on you, man. We're going to miss you next week, but for very, very, very good reasons. And we hope you truly enjoy it. Get the rest, get the relaxation, and have a good time, sir. Good stuff. All right, Tony, you have the floor, my friend. Final thoughts. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, give us a rating on Apple iTunes, and, yeah, have fun with it. Um my final say is honestly tell the people you love that you love them. You don't know when you'll see them again. You don't know when their last time is. And, you know, just cherish the moments that you have with them because you never know when the time's up. And let's get these three points. I'll see you guys at Progressive Brewery and, you know, 
Let's Valley Black and Gold. Let's go. There we are. Staying golden through and through. Love it. Love it. Uh, my final thoughts again. One, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for giving us the amazing comments that you do, telling it as it is, not just going rah-rah, but breaking it down, just like we do. Um, and again, not overreacting to things, taking a nuanced approach, a more adult approach to things, uh, and, and getting us to that next stage, knowing that the big picture is still right where it needs to be. Um, and again, we lose more from def- we, we gain more from defeat than, than we think, right? Let's you identify things you need to fix. So uh on that we don't have to dwell on it and move on like we said on to the next and it is legit one of the best on to the next you ever have to deal with in this league it is the premier match yet again we tend to be the premier match in most cases but this one is definitely one that you want to watch uh league-wide is going to be paying attention to this thing you can see it it's going to be a classic an instant classic so be there don't miss it for the 150 plus traveling up there. We love you guys, especially those who went to Costa Rica and are doing this again. Y'all are nuts, but we love you for it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant for those of you putting in the work day in and day out in the North end, making sure flags are up, banners are up. All that is up again. If we ain't right in the North end, we ain't right anywhere. Uh, so shout out to all you guys. Uh, you don't get enough love. You never get enough love, um, but you'll get it from us. Those of us that, that that grind it, put in the work, uh, again, the culture is right. Keep it going, people. It's beautiful things. Um, final thought from me. Um, this is it. Let's go. Let's get the win. I'll see you guys on Saturday. All right. Final word. Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And from me to all of you. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.